friends, welcome to this special episode on treating the coronavirus with Chinese medicine. Jin Zhao is a doctor and a teacher in Chengdu. He's from a family of herbalists, and he has a background in Chinese medicine history. Plus, he's an expert on being able to work with the various schools of thought, which comes in pretty handy when you see something unusual, like the coronavirus. I apologize for the sound quality of this episode. It's due to the constraints of not being able to get a connection from within China to my usual recording service. And so this conversation was recorded via the phone app WeChat. Not the greatest audio here, but please bear with it as the content and Jin Zhao's perspective is indeed worthwhile. These geological conversations come to you through the generous support of our sponsors and members. All the sponsors here provide helpful products or services that you'll find beneficial in your clinical work. Need to fill up the appointments created by late cancellations? Jane can help with that problem. Mayway Herbs is celebrating the 55th year of their family business. You're invited to make use of their vast library of resources. Concerned about the health of Mother Earth? AccuFast Needles is doing something about that. You can too. And later in the show, listen for a special offer from Andrew Sturman on diet as medicine. And the folks at Blue Poppy share some thoughts on the safety of herbal medicine. Do be sure to visit the sponsors page on the Geological website to take advantage of all the special offers our terrific sponsors have for listeners of the podcast. Hi, folks. I'm Yvonne Lau, president of Mayway Herbs. Our family business turns 55 this year, and we wouldn't have gotten this far without the love and support of our community. We're truly grateful and promise you that we'll continue to work hard to support you and your practice. Please visit mayway.com to find the perfect plum flower brand formula or formulate your own in our dispensary. Our site also has lots of articles, videos, and herbal recipes for you to explore whenever you need a break. And tune into our podcast, Chinese Medicine Matters, for insightful discussions on all things TCM. Learn about treatment strategies and powerful herbal remedies, and enjoy bits of Chinese culture. This month, we're focusing on the treatment of various skin concerns like itchy skin and stubborn acne. And if you're a practitioner, get a discount on our skin health formulas this month too. Just visit meiwei.com. This season and every season, trust Meiwei for your health and wellness needs. And as always, thanks for supporting Real Chinese Medicine. Change is never easy. This is evidenced by the fact that the scales weighing the number of people on the green side of change versus the number of people on the old, hard-on-the-planet ways of doing things are still way out of balance. Our planet is suffering, but our profession has an easier way to shift the scales. The founders of AccuFast Earth-Friendly Needles started with a great needle and then created our industry's first eco-friendly packaging and reusable accessories. They also give back to nature by planting trees. I encourage you to challenge yourself to make the change. Ride the wave of spring yang chi and make the switch by joining me and the multitude of colleagues who made the change. Now you can celebrate Earth Month in April with pride knowing that you are helping us to tip the scales of planetary health towards a greener, healthier, and healing planet. Visit www.acufastneedles.com to get on board. You've probably already heard me here on the podcast share about Jane, my favorite all-in-one practice management software that helps you to run your practice online and manage no-shows. The team at Jane understands that life happens, and sometimes that means your patients are unable to make their scheduled appointment. 
If that's the case, a quick and easy way to fill those unexpected gaps in your day is by utilizing Jane's time-saving waitlist management features. You can take advantage of automated SMS text or email notifications to notify eligible waitlisted patients that there's an opening so they can easily scoop up in available time. If you know you're ready to sign up, you can mention the show or use the code CHEOLOGICAL for a one-month grace period on your new Jane account. Visit jane.app to get started today. You can visit the show notes page for the opinion on the primary formulas and herbs that we discuss here in this podcast. Now, let's get into finding out about a perspective that a group of doctors is using to help people sickened with this new, cold, damp, toxic pathogen. Jin Zhao, great to talk to you, man. It's been a long time since we connected. Yeah, it's a very good talk to you. Uh, and I, last time we made in Seattle, right? Yeah, it was Seattle. It was probably 12 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. So where are you located now? Where do you, where do you live? Where do you practice? Now I'm living in uh, Chengdu and I um, taught the Ch- um, Chinese medicine cross in the university, um, in Chengdu University of uh, Traditional Chinese Medicine. I taught the history of the um, Chinese medicine and the uh, different schools of the Chinese medicine. And um, uh, I practiced in uh, several clinics and then um, treat the patient. And I treat the patient about the, um, uh, I have a like uh, eight shift a week. One of the things that I wanted to talk with you a bit about is of course the big news that's in China right now, which is the coronavirus. And have you had some experience with this? I'm, I mean, I suspect people all over China are talking about it. Uh, have you been treating this particular problem? Yes. Now it, uh, we now we call it an NC, uh, NCP, right? We actually we treat a lot, and um, even I, I mean Chengdu. But I have a friend in Wuhan. He's Chinese medicine doctor, and then uh, twelve days ago, and he sent a message for helping on the WeChat group and and ask us if there's any good formula for the NCP, the patient, and he sent some uh, pictures and the uh, diagnose in the uh, group. And then I contact him, I uh, discuss with him, and then we prescribe a formula and treat her and get very good results. And later on, and we had more and more the patients, and I gather two other transmission doctors. We, uh, as a group, that to treat the patient. Now uh, we treat about um, around 100 patients. So are you going to Wuhan or is it that you're consulting remotely like with the internet and email and video chat? That kind of thing? We cannot go into the Wuhan now. Uh, we have to treat them uh, remotely because uh, as I said, there's a Chinese medicine doctor in Wuhan. He's uh, Wuhan local people. So he can help the uh, people 
uh, sends them herbs and uh, prescribes of the formulas and the um, uh, sends the herbs to them. And also when he gathers the information of the patient, uh, all of the patient he has to collect the information remotely because he cannot contact the patient. I see. Is Chinese medicine part of the government's effort to control this, or is this something that Chinese medicine doctors are just stepping up and doing on their own? From the, the news, we know that the government just asked the Chinese medicine involved a lot, and they even now uh, are going to it's a law to just let the Chinese medicine involved in uh, this kind of disease, uh, epidemic disease. So I think China, uh, the government uh, wants the um, Chinese medicine involved more. Uh, but at the first stage, the, all the the uh, patient go to the hospital, which is Western medicine hospital. Even they have the Chinese medicine doctor or Chinese medicine uh, department, but they don't have the enough. Chinese medicine doctor to treat them, or they don't find the the way to treat so much patients. So, in the beginning, it, uh, the Chinese medicine not involved a lot, and uh, later on, uh, maybe before the Chinese New Year, the government just uh, sent more and more Chinese medicine doctor to Wuhan to collect the information, and then uh, now the Chinese medicine are involved a lot uh, in uh, several ways. And even that, uh, there's so much patient is just waiting on the line to can go into the inpatient department of the hospital. So they have to wait, and um, uh, because there's even no so not not so much position in the hospital because there's so much pe uh, patient, and the Wuhan and the Hubei are the one province cannot or one setting cannot hold so much patient. So they have to wait. Some of them just ask for the help from the Chinese medicine, and then we have opportunity to treat them. That's why we have the opportunity. Yeah, well, because it's so big and there's so many people, and of course Chinese medicine has its own role to play. I'm I'm curious, Jinjiao, what are you seeing in terms of the symptomology with this particular illness? Are you looking at something that looks like some kind of a Shanghan, or is it a Wenbing, or is there a Chitada, like a Shangfa, some other kind of way that you guys are looking at this? What are you seeing when you see patients with the coronavirus? How are you thinking about treating it? Uh, from the uh, disease, it's very clear that actually it's just the in Chinese medicine we call that a uh, Wen Yi. That's a Wen Yi. So it's epidemic illness. Yeah, epidemic illness. So um, uh, actually, it is not Shanghan or cold damage, or it is also not a typical warm disease. It is uh, epidemic illness. So. If we want to treat this disease, we should understand the or have the, the knowledge about the Shanghan or the Wenbing. And meanwhile, we also could um, have the knowledge about the um, uh, epidemic illness like uh, Wen Yilun uh, and then, uh, some, even some other internal medicine, internal damage um, knowledge like uh, 
uh, which also should understand the, the Li Dongyuan and the Wang Haogu, mm -hmm. like that. So you have this background, you have a very interesting background in that you've studied the history of Chinese medicine and you've studied the various schools of thought around Chinese medicine. So something like this comes along and you have all these resources and ways to think about it. So when you say that you can, it's helpful to know the Shanghan Lun or it's helpful to have studied the Wenbing, what aspects of those are helpful in treating something like this, which is different? Okay, so first of all, we should understand it's totally different from the Shanghan Lun because it is academic, honest, and it is Wen Yi. And then the character of this disease, NCP, have the, uh, ha has a one aspect, like uh, it is not only code. It's code, it has a code uh, aspect, uh, the sign, and also it has, the most important, it has the, uh, the dampness and the toxin. It, is, it belongs to damp toxin. So it's totally different from the uh, uh, or Shanghan and also very different from the typical warm disease, Wenbing. So the help from the Shanghan we can find is the treat uh, protocol, the principle is not to give the cold herbs or too much cold and the bitter herbs and uh, taste herbs too early. That's when we can see the idea in the Shanghai Lun and also it can help our treatments uh, to seek the treatment principle. Qi uh, eliminates the evil as soon as possible. That's the second, the second one for helping our treatment. So, but if, if we just only use the Shanghai Lun's formula, it is not work at all. Hello everyone, Andrew Sturman here. I've been working with clients in Chinese medicine dietary therapy for over two decades in New York City. My focus is beautiful, simple, delicious, and health-supportive home cooking. Good meals can be inspired by the strategies of classic herbal formulas so that each meal is infused with medical intention from appetizer to dessert. This requires an understanding of the energetic properties of grains, vegetables, meats, fruits, and more, and knowing which foods are moistening, drying, building, clearing, warming or cooling, as well as their directionality. I've organized these teachings in my two-volume book series, Welcoming Food, where you can learn this theory, practice it in your own kitchen, and love doing so. See the positive reviews and incredible testimonials from practitioners and patients who've brought this material into their own kitchens. Welcoming Food Books 1 and 2 can easily be found online, and if you'd like to follow me on Instagram, where I'll be posting cooking tutorials, you can find me at Welcoming Food. Back to you, Michael. Thanks very much. Right. So what are your main treatment principles in treating this particular uh, Wen Yi? Okay. This particular Wen Yi is very interesting. So we, are, we could to find some inspiration uh, from two books. Uh, first one is uh, Wu Yuke's Wen Yi Lun. Uh, Wu Yuke, in Ming Dynasty, in the end of the uh, Ming Dynasty, he wrote the, the Wen Yi Lun. And uh, we can find um, the very good formula in that 
book. And another one is in Qing Dynasty, in the middle of the Qing Dynasty. Same time, actually, at the very same time, with Ye Tian Shi. His name is Xu Xu, Xu Shenbai. He wrote uh, a book uh, named The uh, The Thesis of the Damp Heat, rotated by Xu Xu. Actually, uh, he lives in at, uh, in the same city with Ye Tian Shi, and he also as very famous as the uh, same as Ye Tian Shi. So we use um, two formula as a basic formula. The first one is like Huo Pu Xia Ling Tang or Jia Jian Zhen Qi San. Can you tell us what herbs are in those? Actually, the most important herbs in that is Huo Xiang, Huo Pu, Ba Xia, Fu Ling. So, uh, so you really are going for that dampness, aren't you? Yes. And also another formula, uh, uh, we use another formula as a basic formula. If the patient's condition need, we use, uh, use that. That is Da uh, Yuan Yin. I'm not familiar with that one. Okay, Da Yuan Yin. But sometimes uh, we we didn't use the whole formula. We uh, just use the Cao Guo Hou Pu Bing Lang. Not use the Huang Qin, Bai, Bai Shao, Zimu. Because those, uh, those would like be too half cold. Of the, yeah, those to be cold. Because, you know, um, it, this specific disease is just that happened in the winter time. And um, the weather is very cold and damp in the Wuhan. And we talk about that with the Wuhan's uh, doctor. And he told us, the Wuhan uh, continuing gets rain and very wet and cold for uh, like uh, more than 15 days. So it's cold. The damp toxin with cold. The town we saw of the patient, almost of them, almost of them, not all of them, are white, very greasy, and thick. So even the patient have the high fever, it is comes from the cold, it comes from the damp and cold. the dampness. Yes, so we cannot use too much cold bitter taste herbs. And the Zimu, Bai Shao, and Huangqing is too strange. It will uh, just lead the qi of the body get inside and um, close the, the pores of the body. So it is not good for help the body to express the evil so we can well, we don't use that we maybe one or two patients we use huangqing but uh, almost the patient we don't right. use that so are these people's tongues also kind of big and puffy as well because of all the dampness not really because this is um, it is not internal damage or internal uh, it is the evil is also comes from the outside it's exterior it's not interior so it's, it will change very, very fast. The tongue also will change very, very fast. It's, uh, it's just will combine with the body's um, constitution. Like uh, some people have a qi deficiency or some people with the yin deficiency, some people with uh, uh, a little bit of heat. So it's just a combined. It's not the will uh, change the body constitution in that very short time. So not all of the patients are puffy or like that. It depends on the patient's constitution. Of, of course. I mean, this is one of the 
great things about Chinese medicine is we can look at the influence of an external evil and, and see that is separate from what a person's constitution is. And, and of course, we have to be attentive to a person's constitution. I, I, I really like this distinction here. The tongue is not necessarily puffy, but it's got this thick, damp coating, which is emblematic of this damp evil coming from the outside. Oh, yes. And also, oh, and we also add some herbs to detoxing uh, because the disease have like, have these uh, characters combined with toxin. The tongue, body sometimes will be a little bit red. And that's the toxin. So, yeah, there's toxin in the blood level. So we use a little bit, very, very low dosage, uh, detoxing herbs. Uh, like yinghua, lianqiao, bananggen, huzhang, guanzhong. Mm -hmm. And when you say a, a, a small amount, are you talking, so that's like three grams or something like that? Just a little yes, bit? Yes, like a three gram, five gram, that's, that, that, that's all. Because we have a statistics, we have the, you know, the charter and statistics. Uh, and uh, if, if I remember it, Correct. It's a, yes. We don't use a, a, a large dosage, uh, more than uh, ten grams. I think the maximum we use is just about five or eight. Mm -hmm. So this is like. So like, what about the Hoshang? It sounds like the Hoshang is a you know in the Binglang, the Hopo. These are really important herbs in this formula. Oh yes, it's very important. And the Hoshang's dosage should be. Uh, a little bit large, like uh, we usually will use, uh, uh, based on the patients, uh, we will use like uh, uh, 15 grams from 15 grams to 20 grams. And the bing lang, because it's very uh, strong, so we will use uh, from 3 grams to 10 grams, and depends on the, uh, the patient's constitution or their condition. What are you seeing happen with people's digestion with this illness? That's very typical digestive uh, symptoms, like um, uh, they don't ha want to eat, they don't have the appetite, some of them uh, have the nausea, some of them have vomits, vomits, and some of them have the diarrhea. It's very typical, actually, in the middle jaw. Yeah, so the middle jaw gets disrupted because of the dampness. Yes, because of the dampness, damp toxin. Are there other formulas that you've heard that doctors are using or uh, all the doctors that you've been working with pretty much agree that what we're looking at here is a uh, damp toxic uh, situation or are there other people that have different opinions in china now the official i can see uh, the official uh, treatment they also uh, focus on the Japanese, but uh, it seems like we have two uh, opinions. One is uh, cold damp, another is uh, damp heat. So the the formula a little bit different, and I think it is because the two groups of the transmit doctor observing the two different category of the patient. Like um, uh, one group uh, is just. Uh, Stay in the cold dampness, and another uh, observe that it will turn to heat. And in our uh, treatments of the patient, we also notice that these uh, these disease can turn to heat 
or gets the uh, dryness uh, uh, combined with dryness very quickly. Well, of course, most illnesses that come from the outside will change. They come in one way, and then the, you know, depending on how the how strong or weak the body is, they'll shift into something else. That's not uncommon. So what you're seeing is that sometimes it really it will go more into the damp side, and other times it'll go more into the toxin in the heat side. Yes, exactly. But in my opinion, no matter whether the the heat it goes or or the cold it stays, uh, the most important we should focus on is dampness, damp taste, damp toxin is priority. Given the the kind of illness this is, mm-hmm. um, and in the way that it could get spread, are are there ways? that you think people could protect themselves from it? Or are there some herbs that people could take in a way to help prevent catching this thing? Okay, to prevent and protect ourselves, the first the first important thing is just as now in China, as we said, staying home. Yeah, not stay away from it, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, stay away from your friends, stay away from uh, the strange people. Okay. So in Chinese medicine, we see how we can get the disease because the first, as, as uh, the one aspect is uh, our correct qi is deficiency. Another aspect is evil is too strong, right? So if we want to protect ourselves or prevent, so uh, we can do it on both sides. The first side, we just uh, just stay away from the evil qi. Right, so that's why the government asks us as uh, stay home as uh, good as your, as possible. In in Wuhan, I heard the uh, I heard of them. They just can go out of their blocks uh, one time in two or three days, and now we can go out from our uh, complex or blocks just uh, one time a day. So that's for uh, protect the the whole people just uh, away from the risk i think that's a good way very good way and also of course the masks very necessary and another is how we can strengthen our correct chi in my opinion actually there's no one formula for all of the people because our chinese medicine is always focused on the detail it could um, make the categories for those patients who, who is qi deficiency who is in deficiency who is yang deficiency who has a, a little bit of damp heat or who is a cold damp who is like um, uh, just maybe the cold so uh, if we just make the constitution make them into a different category and then the people can select the different a formula to actually adjust their um, yin and yang in the in in the in the body, make the yin and yang back, and makes the harmony, and then strengthen our chi, and it can protect ourselves and the, the, uh, prevent the disease. Yeah, I mean that makes so much sense. And really, this is like the basics of Chinese medicine that I think we all learn you know, in probably the first couple months of school is that everybody's different. Some people have more yin deficiency, others have more yang deficiency, some are qi deficient. And so 
you know, there is no one formula that helps everybody. Everybody has certain weaknesses or certain strengths, and the formulas that we take to adjust our constitution should should match who we are. So, I mean, this is the beauty of Chinese medicine is that it is so customized. And this is also the difficult thing about Chinese medicine because one size does not fit all. You can't just go buy one thing and say, I'm, I'm going to be more healthy. So you kind of have to know who you are and what's good for you. Oh, yes. Yes, that, that exactly. So that's very difficult. So uh, that's why I say it actually there's no, how can I say the formula for everybody that, uh, to prevent that. But the most important for us is to keep our mouth smoothly and then just uh, the, have the good the rest and eat well and not too much cold or greasy food and make your uh, like the middle jaw as function uh, keeping a normal level right keep that work very well and then also can strengthen our chi and then keep our the body's function uh, in a normal way so and then will uh, prevent this disease as yeah that that makes a lot of sense um in the people that you've been treating where you have seen some success and they've recovered how long does it usually take to recover from this that is totally different from uh shanghan and worm disease for shanghan but the typical Shanghai or typical worm disease if we treat at the beginning it could have a very extraordinary uh, success like uh, okay just one day or two days everything just gone and we have a very successful treatment but for this disease it is not gonna happen because it was toxin i think the average time is about around 10 days so it is not like a shanghai okay even you don't if you, you your body is very uh, healthy and you got shanghai uh, the cold damage or you got cold even you don't treat and it will just may, maybe recover it by itself in seven days, right? But in this disease, it cannot be cured by yourself in that short time. So it, it really takes more time to resolve this disease, and it also takes more treatment. It takes more than the body's own Wei Qi and Zheng Qi. You really need some outside help from herbs. And also, we cannot say, like, okay, if the patient got a fever, we cannot say it's be cured after the temperature going down to the normal because the patient will have, still have the damp toxin in the body. When you go to take this damp toxin out, so partly you're using detoxifying herbs, Lian Chao, Jinghua, Banangen, Hujang, Banangen, Guanzong, we'll select uh, uh, one or two Love them in different level in dif in different patient. Mm -hmm. Do you find that you sometimes change it up with people? That maybe the first couple formulas you use two of them, and then in the other formulas you might switch in some of the others. Yes, because in different stage in patient in different constitution, the herbs we should follow their uh, condition. Not so in okay, I always use in Hua Lian Chao, not like like that. Two basic misconceptions stand in the way of people feeling comfortable using Chinese herbal medicine, even as they are feeling more positive about acupuncture. They are concerned about safety as herbal medicine is an unregulated industry and feel herbs are not effective to treat most conditions. 
Blue Poppy is committed to meeting all FDA safety regulations. All of their herbal products contain minimal or no filler to maximize potency and efficiency. Their granules are carefully manufactured in GMP-certified facilities, and every batch is tested multiple times for pesticides, heavy metals, and microbial content at the manufacturer and by SGS Laboratory, a Swiss certification and inspection company. For over 20 years, Blue Poppy has made quality and safety manufacturing standards their biggest priority, resulting in exceptionally effective herbal formulas. Their years of experience provide you with the best possible herbs so your patients have the best possible outcomes. With free shipping and free dropship service on orders over $50, Blue Poppy should be your favorite place to shop for herbs. Use the code CHI2024 to receive 10% off Blue Poppy products on your next order. Yeah, well, this is why it takes so long to get good at doing Chinese herbal medicine. I mean, it's just, you know, I mean, we have to see so many patients and gain so much yeah. experience. Yes, uh, because the, um, like the Yinghua and the Lianqiao, the level it can uh, treat of in the body is very shallow. And if in the blood level, maybe we should use a balangan. And in, uh, if that's always a damp heat in the taiying or shaoyang, uh, and then turn to heat, and we will use like a huzhang. If that is a, a toxin in the whole body, maybe we'll all of the level, maybe we'll add a little bit of guanzhong inside. So it's totally different. Even some of the, the same thing is different, we'll use a different one. Like if the patient got the diarrhea, even if the patient got the constipation, and uh, even for the diarrhea, we'll ask the feeling of the, the diarrhea, like uh, if uh, after uh, bowel movements, he feel uh, better or not better, and even for that, we'll use a different uh, herbs. So that that is very different from the Western medicine, and also that is the um, I think it's uh, in the most interesting thing in Chinese medicine, and it's also amazing. Yes. Oh, agreed. Now, because it can change so quickly. When you give herbs to a patient for this, are you giving one day, two days, and then seeing them again, or do you give three days? I mean, it sounds like you would want to see patients fairly regularly to see how they're responding to the herbs and what kind of changes you might need to make. Yes, so for this disease in ancient time, Asian books, the Chinese medicine books, for treat the disease, they, the doctor said sometimes, even sometimes will change the formula in a day, we'll change the formula several times in a day. So we will not give the formula for a really long time, like one week. You, uh, even even we have to treat them remotely. So we just, even there's a lot of the difficult to get herbs, but um, we still give the patient like uh, two days or, or uh, even sometimes one day, because it will change a lot. And um, the herbs and, have to change. Yeah, the herbs we have to change. Like uh, some, uh, maybe the day, the, the last day, the patient got very severe uh, symptom, like with high fever or, or chilling or diarrhea. And after we use herbs, and it change a lot. And then we might need not change all the herbs. We might need just... Uh, um, 
revise our dosage. Anything else that you would like to share with us about treating this WIN-E disease that is so prevalent in China right now? So for treating this disease, well, first we should uh, know that the reason of the disease is, uh, it is comes from outside is an exterior. It is uh, a damp toxin. It is not just Shanghai and or not just the worm disease. So we should focus on the dampness and um, Based on dampness, and we should know the difficulty to treat them. And it's the damp toxin go very, very deep. It will go to the Sanjiao and Mu Yuan. Mu Yuan. I'm not familiar with the Mu Yuan. Mu Yuan is from Yi. Mu Yuan. Oh, Mu uh, Yuan. That's like connective tissue. Uh, yes, it's just yeah, something like a collective tissue. It's very very deep and in uh, in the in the body, and then so the evil will hide in very very deep uh, level in the body. So uh, when we treat them, it's uh, uh, it will take a little bit long time. Now we will not just see one symptom; it's a release or not. We should see the whole body's feedback. They are responding and their condition, tongue sign and the coating is the most important. If the coating is still greasy and and thick, actually it's the more thick, the more greasy, the more severe. And so even though someone's fever may may not be high, if they have that tongue coating, then they're not well yet. Yes, yes, one, one case we have in the WeChat group, some other doctors sent one, one case to us and the patient in the inpatient the department and um, actually ICU, patient got very, very shortness of the breath, high fever, and then a cough, clear flame with a little bit of bleeding. And the, his tongue was a little bit peeling and a little bit uh, greasy. And the doctor just prescribed uh, herbs, not focus on the resolve the dampness to eliminate the dampness. And they use a uh, I heard it's some like a shenmaiying with the Qianjin, uh, no, Qingzhao Jiuhui Tang, and Qianjin Weijin Tang. Qianjin Weijin Tang. So what, what? What? I'm not familiar. What's in that prescription? Uh, Qianjin Weijin Tang. Mm-hmm. Uh,东瓜人,以人,桃人,呃,blood-moving,and,呃,also,to,呃,drainage-the-dapnase,呃,以人,东瓜人,but uh, they use, um, uh, some,呃,胶, and the shigao, and blocks the patient's qi. Oh, yeah, the shigao would be a problem, wouldn't it? Yeah. So, you know, this is, I mean, this reminds me a little bit, you know, you read the Shanghan Lun, and you read about how, so often a formula is given because the patient was not treated correctly in the first place. Now that here, the Shanghai can, can enlighten us like that. If the, even the patient got the, uh, a lot of the uh, very severe syndrome, the most important thing is to make our body porous to open and to exchange the, the materials of the, the life regularly. That's why 
I said in the beginning, we cannot use the uh, the very cold bitter taste herbs because it will uh, just lead our chi going down and close the pores. It's just like a close the door. Now we should open the door. We we, we just don't use like a ma huang or guizhi to open it. We use like a huoxiang or peilan or other herbs can resolve the dampness. Because uh, you're really looking to get something that's aromatic. Yeah, aromatic herbs. Outward. Yes. Yeah. And also, we also use a little bit acrid herbs like Changhuo, uh, Baizi, Fangfeng, Suye, like that, to open the pores. But we don't use like a Mahuang because it's too strong. Uh, even sometimes you cannot open the pores, but it's uh, the, the body turns to heat because Mahuang is too, and too hot. Yes. And and oh, okay, back to that case. And the patient just uh, the temperature just going down to normal very quickly, just one day. I feel okay because I think this uh, the treatment is not very uh, how can I say the principle of the treatment. I I'm not agree with it, but I say okay, they have effect. That's good. Maybe I need revise my uh, you know my my idea and uh, later on very dramatic things is uh, the patient's the coating, the tongue coating, just get very, very thick and puffy. The tongue is very puffy and the, the coating is very thick and greasy. And two days later, the patient almost died. Right. So so they resolved the heat, but the, but the dampness was too overwhelming. Yes, and uh, yes, and then the hospital, the patient just got the uh, Hushi Shuiji. Right, put them on like, a, they cannot put them on a respirator. Yeah, they put them on the uh, machine to use the machine to just uh, rescue him. So from this case, we can see it now. There's the the damp toxin just over overwarming and just uh, just gathered more, and uh, actually it's uh, close all the pores. Uh, blocks all the pathway in our body, and then the patient yeah, just no the, uh, difficult. Yeah, there's no way out. No way so out. to treat this disease, the most important why we see that's the most important thing we should focus on the dampness. It's not just a cold or heat. It's dampness. It's like just a traffic jam. Like you it, need to open up the pores of the body. You need to release the exterior. Yeah. But but not yeah. with the really acrid herbs so much as with the the aromatic dispersing herbs. Uh, yes, one is a uh, acrid, but because it's a different, like uh, the uh, the acrid herbs like Ma Huang Guizhi, Chang Huo, Bai Zhu, it's like that. It's like uh, the the all exits are closed by code. So now we use like uh, acrid herbs, warm herbs like a uh, Huoxiang and a. Uh, Peilan, like these herbs, it also can like uh, uh, open the uh, exit. I so appreciate any. Thank you so much for uh, sharing this with us. You know, we've been very curious over here in the states about how this is being treated, and 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 I'm sure that the people listening to this are going to very much appreciate your ideas. And you know, if we run into this. It'll give us some, hopefully, some ideas for treating patients should we run into them. So thank you so much for your time today.
Okay, you're welcome. And oh, one more thing I I want to say is because almost the patient we treat is combined with Western medicine, like right. antibiotics or antivirus, or sometimes with uh, some some patient with IV. So it also will just get the deafness worse, and sometimes it's just uh, will get uh, the middle jaw worse. So, so so really focus on that middle jaw too. Be be sure to pay attention to it. Yeah, pay attention to the middle jaw, and also we need how can see uh, just make the uh, um, when we prescribe herbs, we should think about the the Western medicines the side effect. It's uh, just uh, too much cold, too much uh, uh, just to get the deafness more. But also, in my opinion and in my experience, is um, a little bit uh, faster. <laughs> uh, it's a little bit shorter than combined with Western medicine. If that's a patient got a very severe need the Western medicine's machine, they, they, they can use machines sometimes, you know, like in, in the ICU, in the inpatient, like we will not just um, refuse the Western medicine's uh, treatment. I mean, it's a really good point that we have to take into account the Western medicines and the effect that it's, yes. it's having on our patients, yeah. Thank you yes, so much. Yes, that's very important. Okay, okay you're welcome. Thanks as always for listening. If you liked this conversation, if you learned something new or found a moment of inspired insight, share the episode with your friends. If you want to support Geological, there's just one way to do that. It's by going to the website and becoming a member or leaving a one-time contribution today. Well, folks, that's it for today. Join us again next Tuesday for another conversation that connects up the voices of our community. Mm-hmm.